Hi, and welcome to this bonus episode of Progressive Palaver. I'm Joe Beauclair, and um, I found myself in a situation today where I had to take a rather long yet wonderful autumn drive. And um, luckily, the rental car that I was in had connectivity for my phone and a pretty good stereo system. Now, as as we've been working here on the Palaver for the last several months of producing episodes for you guys, um, my phone happens to be full of a lot of Marillion and Yes at this point. And so I figured, hey, let's go listen to some of the things that we haven't I haven't listened to in a while. Um, but were on my phone that I'd had, you know, for for preparing the podcast, and it was it was really great to go back and listen to some of these albums, um, you know, after some time's gone by, and after we've talked about them on the podcast episodes, because, you know, the way we we've produced that, you know, there's a there's a definite time lag between when we record those episodes and when they uh, they actually get posted. So, I happened to listen to two Marillion albums and three Yes albums, but I will obviously have to split this up and talk about the Yes albums in a separate episode, because I don't want to spoil anything just yet before we've uh, published those episodes. But the two Marillion albums <coughs> excuse me, that I listened to were... Um, Sounds That Can't Be Made, and Marbles, which was just, it was sort of like late morning as I was heading out today, and it was, like I said, it was a beautiful, beautiful autumn morning, and Sounds That, uh, you know, That Can't Be Made was sort of the first thing that I stumbled across on my, um, on my phone, and I was really excited to hear um, sounds that can't be made. Pour my love and power. That that sort of trio there, in the the beginning of the record after Gaza. Um, but I figured since I had plenty of time on my hands, I would listen to Gaza all the way through. And um, yeah, you know, I I still I find Gaza to be very very powerful. Um, there's still there's just there's a lot going on there. And um, yeah, but musically, I just it, it really does sort of convey uh, certain aspects of the whole situation that they're talking about, which is really really quite impressive. But that seems to be a, a theme with you know Marillion in general, and and certainly I'll say Marillion in general. Um, I was going to say with Hogarth era Marillion in, in in particular, but I think this applies to even. Even the fish era stuff, even if it was a little less um, perhaps subtle or refined, but they're just able to convey these emotional differences, which I think is really, really cool. So, listen to Gaza, and um, then I got into Sounds That Can't Be Made, Pour My Love, and Power. Now, these songs, these three songs... And um, if you listened to the episode, and hopefully I conveyed this, these three songs were, you know, the, the, the sort of the key turning in the lock for me for this album 
and for this period of Marillion in general. And I'm still just massively in love with, with these songs. In fact, after I finished the album, I went back and listened to these three again because I just, I really couldn't help myself. Um, you know, each one is just spectacular and but they're they're different which is very very cool um and and they're all you know sounds that can't be made i think is just um it it just makes me feel good with sort of its its positive uh message of you know hey you know we're going to make something that no one else understands and i think that's very very cool pour my love is is beautiful if maybe a little sad and power is just that it's it's it is very powerful so that was that was definitely um definitely a, a high highlight of of the trip then we got into montreal and i don't know if you guys recall but on the episode you know i remember ken wasn't really into montreal and i can't help myself but love montreal it's it's a little obvious and straightforward in terms of you know the the lyrics and the story that it tells although it honestly i think the lyrics are clever in a lot of ways i love the the different uses of the falling into montreal and um this also is is part of the you know i think i don't know if, if ken coined, coined this phrase but sort of the levers set because there is that middle point where he uh where hogarth sings about you know getting in contact with the family after he gets into montreal and so that definitely you know was kind of cool but again for me the fact that i've only been to montreal once and the fact that that one time in montreal I had the single greatest concert experience I've ever had and expect to ever have at uh, the Marillion Weekend, watching them perform Brave in 2013. That's the reason why I just, I can't help but love this song because Montreal, the city, and Marillion together is is was such a tremendous experience for me that I just have to um, I have to go with it. So I don't remember um, what, if anything, I had to say about um, Invisible Ink and Lucky Man on the episode, but I found myself definitely like I, I honestly couldn't even remember Invisible Ink before it came on which was kind of strange, but, um, so today, you know, I, I kind of paid particular attention to it and I was, I was very, very pleased. Um, you know, it was, it was definitely a good hook once I got into it and yeah, I was, you know, I was there and, and lucky man again, um, you know, it's, it just, once it kind of gets in your head, you can't get rid of it. So that was spectacular. And then of course, um, you know, we did talk about the sky above the rain and how beautiful, um, you know, that song is as well. And, and so, you know, here again, it was just one of those things. I find it amazing that I didn't even own, had never heard this album before we started the podcast. I had every other one, 
um, but I, I never heard this album, and and I'm so glad that I own it now because now it's one of my favorites. So you know that was uh, that was pretty cool. So you know I was just driving around and I really really just had a, a fantastic time listening to these songs very loudly and singing them, and it was great. So then I, I was kind of torn what to listen to next. Um, I, I had the choice between the um, Fear and Marbles, and ultimately I picked Marbles. I couldn't tell you why, um, but I did. Now again, just as some preamble, up until we were doing the podcast, in fact, after the podcast episode on Marbles, is when I bought um, via iTunes, so I only have it digitally, the U.S. release single disc version of Marbles. Up until then, the only um, version that I had was the was the original two disc set. And I know Paul has told me um, for years about how spectacular this, the single disc disc set is, and we talk about that in, in the episode as well. And you know, there was a lot going on at the time when, when I first got it, so I don't know that I I really got that much into it. But, you know, listening to it today in in this sort of environment, um, it was just, I was struck by what a spectacular set of songs this is. And the, the amazing thing about the way this set is put together is drilling holes seems much less incongruous in the single disc set than it does in the the, the two disc set. Um, so in the episode, I do you know disparage a bit drilling holes, um, you know where it just didn't get me. Although I admit, you know, it has sort of a Sergeant Peppery type vibe to it. But I think in the in the double disc set, there's so much other music that's not like that is why it it comes across a little jarring. Whereas in in this set, you know, obviously there are far fewer songs, and the way that it's constructed, it seems to to fit in a little bit better. I think so that you know that may explain um, why my friends enjoyed it perhaps more than I did, but. Uh, yeah, so, you know, running through this, The Invisible Man, you, know, you, you just can't go wrong with, with this. And, you know, here again, this is, you know, one of the best examples of Marillion, both lyrically and musically, walking you through different emotional phases of something. And I'm just, I'm so fascinated with, with the, the tale that he tells here. And you know the different the different phases of this main character sort of coming to grips with with his his situation, what he can do and what he can't do, and ultimately just deciding that he's going to do absolutely everything that he's possible or capable of doing, um, even if even if you know the the woman that he loves has no idea that he's there doing it. I just I find that to be very very moving. Um, Marbles 1, and then you're gone. Now, this is the interesting thing about the single-disc version. So, um, You're Gone, if I remember correctly, was the first single they released 
on this album and you know and there was a big big push to get that single to chart as i recall um for this but on the double disc set obviously you don't get to you're gone until the start of disc two so to be able to go from the invisible man right into um the the first single is is really really cool and um you know it's just it's it's a great song no doubt about it and then angelina uh, just brilliant marbles two don't hurt yourself which is spectacular um I just, I love the way Hogarth sings this song and sort of, you know, just the, the, the different way he he sings the various parts and, and slides from one thing into the other. It's, uh, it's difficult to sing along with in the car, no doubt about it. But you give it your, your best shot. Fantastic Place. Um, this song still just moves me from a personal point of view. Uh, just, I just, I love it absolutely love it i can see everything that's going on there and it sort of resonates with me marbles three um i i love i love sort of the the tone of regret in marbles three um yeah it's just it's of all of the the four marbles bits that one really really speaks to me because i can you know how many times have you had that where you know, there's something that means something so much to you for so long. And then you discover some sort of new trick. And without necessarily thinking about it, you basically undo all of that thing, you know, whatever it is that you spent years with thinking about building, creating, whatever. And because you're just, you're so fixated in the moment on this new gadget, idea, skill, whatever it is. And then eventually you come to realize the folly of that particular moment where you just went crazy. And um, yeah, that's really something. And then Drilling Holes, which we talked about, Marbles 4, and then of course the beauty that is Neverland. So I was a little bummed that I did not get to listen to Fear today. I will probably get to listen to Fear, um, if not tomorrow, probably on Tuesday as I head back to the airport, but uh, not sure if I will put it on the end of this or not. But I did just want to share a little bit with you guys, you know, because, you know, here again, I just had a situation where I got to go back and revisit some of these things today. And, you know, I will say that, you know, having gone through the process of thinking about these albums um, and in the case of sounds, discovering these albums and and talking about them with with the guys on the on the palaver, you know, going back, it's it's really enhanced sort of my appreciation and enjoyment of them, which was very very cool, um, you know, because you know when you talk in in a situation like the podcast or if you listen to other podcasts, you can you can get, um, you know, different ideas, different things to think about, different ways to hear things, different things to pay attention to than you did before. And that's really, you know, what makes podcasts so interesting, I think. Um, I'm doing it right now with, with Twin Peaks The Return. 
I watched, you know, all 18 parts and I've listened to a couple of podcasts and sort of, you know, refined my thinking a little bit. And now I'm going back in and watching them again. And it just, it really does help you, you know, sort of, in that case, make sense of it. But it also, you know, helps you enjoy everything a little bit. So this is just uh, a quick little thing. I'll do one of these for the Yes songs or the Yes albums as well. And look forward to finishing up on the Palaver the last two episodes for now of Marillion. We um, we have two in the can, and then we're going to move on to Yes. But I did have to promise the guys that we would um, we would revisit Marillion at some point. So while we will be done with Marillion for the moment. We will not be done, and I look forward to talking to and hearing from you guys in the future. And as always, you know, we welcome your thoughts and comments. If you agree or disagree or have your own sort of spin on things, please reach out to us. Um, we'd love to hear from, from, you know, other people who love this music and, um, you know, just sharing thoughts and ideas. Um, you know, it really does add to everything. So we, uh, you can tweet at us, at Progpala. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook, at Progressive Palaver, both of those. You can email us at progpala at gmail.com. Um, I think we've got a YouTube channel as well. And our podcast, as always, is available on iTunes and Google Play. And we are currently hosted on SoundCloud. So if you're there, you can find us there as well. We thank you so much for listening and catch you guys later.